Welcome to the podcast. Yeah, buns and ties. Welcome to Two Tired Dads. The uh, the intro music is courtesy uh, of my co-host Kev Fitzsimmons. Hello, Kevin. Hello, Andrew. Yes, and we're too tired to um, come up with a uh, more robust kind of jingle. So that was the best we could manage. That was the best we could manage and afford. And uh, I am Andrew and Smith. Um, yeah, and you are listening to Two Tired Dads. <laughs> Um, this is a podcast dedicated, well, to pretty much anything that um, takes our fancy, really. Um, dadding is um, probably top of mind, um, what it means to be a father in the modern world, <laughs> God help us, um, especially in the world that we find ourselves in at the moment. Um, but we, we certainly are not going to let ourselves be limited um, to that. You know, when you, when you have um, interesting views and, um, and entertaining takes uh, like we do, Kev, I don't think you, you want to sell yourself too short, do you? Yeah, and I think you're right. Two Tired Dads is the name, and uh, dadding, well, I guess that's the lens through which we see everything now, dadding and just sort of a deep sense of tiredness and deprivation. So mm. who knows Who knows what we'll talk about? Who knows but, where this um, conversation's going? I guess that's the lens. I mean, here we are, both of us, doing yeah. this remotely, thanks to the wonders of technology. Um, yeah, uh, because we're self-isolating in our in our bubbles here in, in Wellington in New Zealand, which is where we are, and yep. uh, self-isolating uh, and self and self-medicating as well, Kevin. Um, one of yep. the uh, one of the things that that we certainly intend to make a regular feature of this podcast is um, is drinking and um, and alcohol. And on that note, what are you drinking this evening? I'm taking it easy, actually. I had a glass of rosé earlier this afternoon because the weather mm-hmm. was lovely. Um, but I'm now having just a, a Jameson's, a gentle Irish whiskey. Yeah. Um, it's your I go-to whiskey, those, isn't it? It's the go-to sort of every nighter when you don't want something big and peaty. It's, it's a balm for the soul, really. What are you drinking? Well, I've gone for the Lagavulin uh, 18-year-old, I think, um, oh, this posh, evening. Posh. Yeah, which yeah. is um, yeah. is going down very well. It's quite a peaty um, number, but it's very smooth. It's um, it's kind of slipping down very nicely. So you know, yep, no, so I'm enjoying that somewhere that uh, we shouldn't have with that, <laughs> with that comment. But... <laughs> no, this is a family podcast after all. Uh, yeah, I mean, the nothing, reason I nothing mentioned slipping the... down anywhere when we're in the, <laughs> the self isolation bubble with the children. No, there's, there's no slipping down of any kind. No, no, uh, and indeed, um, for the last you know six or seven years. Um, but no, the reason I mention the self-medication is um, is because I think the ultimate goal, Kev, would be to achieve some kind of sponsorship deal with um, with a major drinks pr- producer. Have you made any progress on um, on the negotiations this week? I, I haven't made a lot of progress on anything this week, <laughs> to, particularly. Um, but yeah, I agree. That is the major goal of life, really, not just that podcast, but of life yeah. once you have children, isn't it? It's just a... Whatever you can do to get uh, good booze at a reasonable price or free, yeah, it will yep. free. It would be ideal. Um, let's yeah. let's move along. How how is the um, the self isolation going, Kev? Actually, to set the scene, we should probably say that we're both recording. Uh, well, we're we're Kiwis and we're recording this in Wellington at the moment. And what are we? Are we about? Were you not listening 10? to me three minutes ago when I just said that? Oh no, I probably I've already, wasn't. I've actually. already covered. I've already covered. 
covered this ground. Well, no, have no, I was just a, going to... Did you have a I copy gonna, of the latest agenda for the podcast? <laughs> I was going to set the scene as far as 10 days <laughs> or coming up two weeks into yeah, uh, what we're referring to as Alert Level 4 of a nationwide shutdown, which, um, I don't know, I've, yeah, I've been off work, well, not off work, but working from home for um, for two weeks and um, in, in solitary confinement... Um, well, actually, solitary confinement would be a blessed release from being confined with my, my family. Um, Are you like this but, close uh, to going to committing a crime just to get some peace and quiet in a cell? Oh, I'm this, cl- I'm this close to going outside and licking every bit of playground equipment I can find and just kind of asking COVID-19 to take me and, and you know, to send me into the great unknown. Um, but how, did how you, you see that? On? Did you see that girl, that chick who did that? She was some, you know, TikTok, which is what all the kids no. are on these days. Not our kids, because they're too young, but the kids. Right. So she's one of, one of those awful kind of, yep. you want to be influencer types. So she, she licked to the toilet seat of an airplane to try and get COVID-19. Just, you know, oh, geez. I to, bet go, to go viral. Though. Yeah, who knows? I mean, she honestly, she looks like she has everything anyway. But it was... I guess going just, viral takes you know, on a different... This is, <laughs> it does. It takes on a very different meaning. But it's yeah. the things people will yeah. do in these times for attention. Yeah, to get you know to get famous. It is actually like, like sort of us having a podcast. <laughs> like us having a podcast. I mean, we're not doing it for fame or fortune. We're doing it to explore the the big questions in life, obviously, Kevin. Um, but obviously, if we go famous, it, really? that would be lovely too. Yeah, it yeah. is interesting though the number of um, memes and and um, and kind of trends that you see people desperately trying to start on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram, you know, the sort of, the, or, well, the latest one I saw today was um, dressing up and impersonating your favourite paintings, which seems like a very geeky way to go viral, but I don't know, I mean, whatever it takes to, to get a little bit of attention every now and then, I, I suppose. What's the, what's the silliest kind of meme uh, that you've seen doing the rounds? Um... I don't even know whether I'm using the right terminology. Am I? Am I talking about memes? We're, we're quite old, so we are quite old. I, yeah. I think it's we're allowed to not use the right. Oh yeah, the best memes I've seen on MySpace in the last two weeks, which obviously <laughs> is the only platform I go on. Mm. Um, the, the, there was the one about the dad, and he. Uh, it was like, um, you know, you're going to be quarantined with your wife. Oh no. You're going to have to go into self-isolation. You have two choices. A, be quarantined with your wife and children. And he's he's like, B. B, I don't know what B is. But it seems like everybody... I don't don't care if it's a a pit of snakes. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever, I will take it. Every dad related to that, yeah. It it just seems like every... every, um, Everybody's trying to come up with the the latest, catchiest... um, comedic um, video at the moment to um to summarize the the fundamental absurdity of of being shut in a um in a house for for a month with um well it's it's just so weird isn't it like the the whole the whole world is going through this same really strange scenario and i was watching the news today um which is something i very rarely do at all but happened to be on while i had dinner and uh they were saying that new zealand i think has the the most the strictest lockdown or quarantine rules in the world at the moment. Is that right? Um, apparently, yeah. Mm. Um, which, I mean, one of the good things, I guess, is that we, we don't have that many cases, and I think we've only had, like, one death or something, which is good. Mm. But, uh, I mean, it's 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 it feels tough, eh? Like you say, we're two weeks in, and we're staring down the barrel of at least two, possibly more. 
and mm. um, I think when you're when you're at home and you and your better half are working as ours both are, mm. and we've got got two young ones, so you know I got five year old and a three year old and yeah you've got, got an eight and what, six eight? Eight, eight eight and six, six. yeah yeah. Yeah, no, it's tough. And actually, sort of something you you just mentioned. It's um, it's quite rare these days. I think that you see something that the entire world is experiencing largely at the same time and going through a very kind of similar experience. I don't know. Maybe maybe that's my kind of innate Western privilege um, coming out unconsciously. But you yeah, know, you is. can kind of you can kind of sort of see stories that the rest of the world will sort of you know know about happening but but to actually kind of that experience that that we're all largely going through in slightly different ways admittedly i mean you know we mm. as you say new zealand's in, a, in quite a different position to italy say or even the united states but um do you mean ge- just... geographically or as regards <laughs> <laughs> um but dad it is jokes. something that's number one dad jokes yeah <laughs> you'll be getting a lot of those on uh, on two tired dads um yeah. but it is something that we're all sort of kind of experiencing and roughly simultaneously um yeah and, uh, and being in new zealand that's also unusual way because often that's right um we get it we, about 10 years later of, yeah yeah like electricity and the internet and email yeah. and stuff yeah but it's and you tend to see stuff yeah <laughs> the 60s came i'm really enjoying the, the 60s in the, the late moment. 70s for us <laughs> <laughs> have you heard that new band the beatles yeah, they're great. I'm loving really their good. music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of that love me do is really catchy. Strummy guitar. Yeah, <laughs> yes, and the drummer's quite dreamy. Yeah, um, he is. He is a he is a dish. Um, but because how we is- used to things sort of happening. Sorry, to, to just I'll try and finish yeah. this thought. But you know, we're used to things in New Zealand. Things happen over there. You know, that's like right. It's in America, or it's in Europe, or and we just kind of observe from this point of i mean new zealand is in a constant state of self-isolation anyway really um (laughs) so we shouldn't be finding this so difficult but that's for me is one of the odd things that we are in the same boat as the rest of the world which apart from like the world wars is often just not the case you know yeah absolutely yeah you do that this is kind of what i what i was getting at before you know you read we can all sort of read about things happening overseas you know what's happening overseas um, but to actually experience the same kind of thing is um, is quite a different um, is a bit of a novelty for us, and I imagine for the rest of the world as well. But um, yeah, not not a pleasant one. I mean, as you said, we've got at least two more weeks here in New Zealand of the the official shutdown, and and there's a good possibility it might be extended. But I mean, the uh, the long term, you know, the transition back to some kind of normality is going to take much longer. So, um, so I don't really, well, I don't think anybody really knows what that's going to look like. Um, how are you? Um, how are you getting through your daily grind at, at home? What have you got routines um, sorted we've out? Tried. How the, yeah, yeah, we've tried. We've tried to go, you know, um, work in shifts. Mm. So, like with work, you know, I do an hour or something. It hasn't worked that well, to be honest, just because. Um, you know, your schedules are different every day. And then I seem to be spending uh, my life on Zoom calls. And this <laughs> yeah. is, you know, are you doing the same? Are you just on constant Zoom calls? Um, well, we, we have switched over to, to Microsoft Teams. So, yeah, it's kind of similar. I mean, probably less of the video calls. But certainly I'm finding the the 
electronic stimulation just kind of overwhelming. You've got so many different things yes. pinging at you every moment totally. of the day. You know, you've got your emails, you've got your phone, you've got some sort of WhatsApp message, um, you've got the, the Teams calls and all the rest of it. And it's just kind of overwhelming. I don't quite know how to process it. By the end of the day, my brain feels like it's overheating slightly. Um, oh, I'm glad I'm not alone because totally no. I feel the same. I just feel totally frazzled. Yeah, you know, yeah, there's absolutely. There's no sort of way of just directing your attention at one thing for a concerted period of time, at least with the kind of, you know, incredibly important sort of work that we do. Um, <laughs> yeah, which, that's right. Which we, we won't get into. <laughs> no, no. But, our employers um, probably don't want, to, don't want to hear us talking about the incredible work we do um, publicly. Um, but yeah, yeah no, I, I think, um, it, you know, remote working and teleworking and, and you know, these kind of um, online connections are held up as, as the way of the future. But God, it's a pretty dystopian future if, if that is the case. And I, and I, and I think what it does, it, it, it sort of helps you kind of um, infinitely delay any real work. You know, there's always a kind of a sense of a diminishing point on the horizon when you'll actually sort of sit down and do something. To be fair, that's been the point of the story of your career, though. <laughs> it has. It's been the dream of my career to, to, to defer things until such time as I retire. And I can, <laughs> my handover notes yeah. when I finally leave the office for the last time at the age of 70 or whatever are going to be doozies. <laughs> be, and what's now, even better, they'll all fit on one, one A4 piece of paper. Yeah, yeah. There's going to be like, now yeah. I did plan to do something back in about 2001, which you may want to pick up. <laughs> um, but do you know what I mean? Like, you know, sort of these all these electronic kind of mediums encourage deferral. Like, it's actually quite hard to sit down and do the, well, at least in our line of work, which um, for me at least is a lot of writing and, and a lot of thinking and, and um, that actual kind of intellectual work. It's quite hard to get down and, and, and get on with when you've, um, when you've got sort of all these kind of, yeah, sort of, um, I guess, distanced forms of communication. When there's somebody at your desk saying, can you do this right now? It, it, mm. I don't know, it tends to focus your attention in a way that, that um, somebody on the end of an email or the end of a text message doesn't really. Certainly whenever you send a text because... message, I just promptly delete it. <laughs> I'm amazed it gets through it all. I've blocked your number completely. Yeah, so, <laughs> what do your kids make of what do your kids make yeah. of seeing you doing work? What do they make of what you do? How do they, do they ask a lot of questions? What, sorry, you cut out a little bit there. What what do my kids make of what I do? What do your kids make of how you work and watching you work? You know, on on the computer while you're at home, do they ask a lot of questions? Are they like, oh, what, what is this? What work is all about? Um, no, they don't ask a lot of questions. Um, usually they ask whether they can kind of watch YouTube, um, with me. And I say, no, I'm watching my YouTube program. It's not your turn yet. Good. Um, you get boundaries. Think, you get boundaries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but no, they, uh, I think they occasionally will ask me questions. You know, what, what do you do, daddy? And I say, oh, I do a lot of writing and, um, and they're like, oh, Okay, but I don't. I, I think they're sort of too too young to really know exactly what that's like to do day in day out. You know, for them, writing is something you do for sort of ten or fifteen minutes, and then you kind of go off and do something else to um, to actually sort of think. Well, you know, it's a kind of a sustained effort, and and there are people that are that you're dealing with um, in a kind of a work environment. I don't think they um, they've quite got their head around. I mean, one thing that that I've been 
not exactly worried, but certainly conscious of during this shutdown is um, my wife's a lawyer. Um, and so they see both of us on our computers uh, and mm. our phones all day, every day. Um, yeah. I mean, we're, we're sort of trying to do a similar thing to, um, to you and, and your missus about sort of almost working in shift. So there's always sort of a little bit of attention to the, to the children. But even so, you know, they're conscious that, you know, modern work, as far as they're concerned, is, is totally just staring at a screen, you know. It's, um, mm. and, and that's obviously not the case for, um, for many people. You know, their, their parents will be out sort of doing manual work or, you know, working in a hospital or whatever it might be. Mm. Um, but I do, I am conscious that, you know, that when they see uh, me and my wife just staring at a screen all day, what, I guess it, understandably they can't quite work out what it is we're doing you know apart from mm. sort of just playing around on the computer but it's hard you know think. explaining qu- quantum mechanics to a six-year-old is hard. <laughs> yeah you know. well f- yes well to be fair well I, not to my six-year-old obviously but you know <laughs> yeah yeah um <laughs> luckily i don't have to i don't have that problem too often um <laughs> but um yeah no it's it's an interesting one and um and certainly the um the sh- the yeah, I mean, we're finding it very, um, very hard to stick to any kind of sort of formal routine. I think the last week has been a little bit better than the first week. The first week was just kind of chaos, you know, and I think um, not helped by the fact that I work in communications. And, and so, you know, when you're in a, a pandemic or some sort of crisis like this, you know, the, the general principle is to communicate more rather than less. So I was sort of doing a lot of work and my wife was busy as well. So we sort of just kind of almost haggling with mm. each other for the opportunity to do some work which was a very strange experience I've, I've <laughs> never you know consciously put myself out to do more work than I um than I strictly needed to um has that, but, uh, um, has that led to any, any tension between you and um yeah uh, you and your better half about because you yeah can start a, to get a little bit thing, I, oh no no what will my job you know uh, what uh, is more important or my job is to take priority like how do you decide that it, right yeah, well, um, we we don't really sort of have any kind of um, uh, silver bullet on on that one. I mean, it, it has it has. We certainly your wife that, wins every um, time, doesn't she? Yeah, well, of course. It's a sort of a general <laughs> principle. Um, yeah, and also she's a lawyer, so she she's yeah. much better at arguing. There's no point in arguing. Yeah, no, because um, she'll just sue me. Um, you, but, you send her a press release. She sends you back a critique and a few uh, <laughs> precedents. And yep, that's yep. the conversation and finished. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, I mean, yeah, there, there has been a little bit of um, just kind of, well, you know, this is really urgent and, well, I don't know, I can't sort of just um, uh, abandon my work either. I mean, I think both our um, our employers have been pretty understanding. And I think, you know, most right-thinking employers are also fairly understanding that working from home when you've got small children is a, a kind of a pretty impossible task, certainly to, to try and maintain any kind of productivity is um is never really going to happen in the same way that it would if, if you're in the office so you know they I mean, are what's interesting about that eh, is it totally exposes the fallacy of the eight hour thing oh completely you yeah. know and just how kind of ludicrous yeah I, I, it is yeah yeah what you mean as a as a concept the idea of an eight hour day yeah. At least in yeah. the modern world, yeah. No, yeah. We, we've just been working basically from the from the moment we we get up to you know kind of ten o'clock at night. If if we're not, and, and you know, and you sort of stop 
work and you do your two-hour shift and then you know you sort of it's it's basically shift work with the the children you know because mm, they yeah. require that's a hard going of effort. Eh? just yeah yeah. yeah 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 so um so no we get to the end of the day and, and we're just exhausted really um and you still never really feel like you're doing a terribly thorough job on anything you're sort of spinning plates trying to keep various things in the air but not actually um necessarily moving them forward all that far, I, I don't think. Um, mm, I hope my yeah. employers aren't listening. <laughs> but yeah, their, their expectations aren't high, mate. I wouldn't. I've spoken to your manager. <laughs> how how do you think your kids are um, are finding the um, the whole pandemic? Do they do they kind of know what's going on, or do they appreciate that that this is? Do they are they are they getting worried, or are they getting scared? The the oldest knows that there's this. Um, that there's this virus thing right and that that's the reason that we have to we have to stay home that's the reason she can't go to school she can't see her friends um the first week i think was really confusing for them but we've sort of it's kind of sunk in now the youngest like he's three and a half i think he's still a bit he's probably finding it the hardest out of all of us actually because a he doesn't really understand why he can't go to play dates and see his mates and stuff and B, he's a really social kid, so mm. I think he, he he gets he's also like he's in preschool, right? Mm. Four days a week, so he's used to being sort of stimulated and on the go all the time. And so he's getting really bored really fast. Yeah. Um, but I think that's getting better, eh? And that probably that's going to be a good thing for him. Actually, you know, he'll learn just like we did, mate. In our day, you just got to entertain yourself. Yeah, you know. It's um, it, it, that's a good point actually because I often have a sort of a running debate really with my wife um, about the importance of kids being bored every now and then. You know, there is mm-hmm. there is it's almost a skill that you have to learn that you know sometimes you you just have to figure out how you're going to get through an hour with nothing obvious to do or whatever it might be. Um, yeah, and I think I think if um, if we do anything, we probably err more on the on the side of, of overstimulation and, and sort of always feeling like if we're not doing something with them, we're kind of failing a little bit or, or not mm. being terribly good parents that you need to be suggesting stuff for them to do um, or, or taking them out for a walk, you know. And, um, and my view is, well, you know, sometimes actually they just have to, you know, they, they have to work things out for themselves. And, yeah, and, totally. Um, and I think they develop that skill. That skill. I mean, our kids are, are a little bit older than yours, or at least our, our son is older. Um, and and I think they are sort of now getting a little bit better at just managing themselves and, and taking themselves off and sort of reading or whatever. Um, but this, yeah, this kind of virus, it's like a sort of a really, in- this pandemic's a really intense kind of um, lab experiment in, in <laughs> yeah, how you deal with kind of boredom and... and um, yeah, and sort of working life. Uh, yeah. As to your question though about you know how they think of it, like I say, we had the news on, which is very rare at dinner because we wanted to see the latest updates on what was happening here in New Zealand. Um, but so you're having dinner and they have you know the prime minister, she gives a little bit of a spiel, and then they they flick to the news in New York and they're just wheeling out bodies after bodies. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's, and the kids are kind of looking at it wide eyed, going, "What's go- what's going on? Why are those people cut in bed?" You know, why are they covered in white sheets and stuff like this? Yeah. What, oh, what do you say? Um, 
uh, I, I think we just kind of, I think it just moved on and then they got mm. pulled up to something else, but you're never quite sure how much they're taking in. And they always tend to take in a little bit more mm. than you give them credit for, mm. you know, than, oh, they, than they realize. I totally um, agree. I totally yeah, agree. My experience. Eh? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, I mean, often, we'll often see. sort of, yeah. Uh, you know, like a week later, they'll sort of say something that you, um, you haven't sort of fully that connects back to a conversation or something that they might have overheard um, previously, and you sort of it's only then that you realise that actually you've you've got to really watch what you're saying and and how you're presenting it. I mean, I think um, our kids are sort of yeah probably much the same as yours. They're probably they're kind of vague. Well, they come across as vaguely curious. You know, it's like oh, what's what's happening. Um, but having said that, our daughter was um, was having a FaceTime conversation with one of her mates um, today, and I heard her friend saying, "Yes, and you know, we've got to keep the two meter distance because this virus is everywhere." You know, they're having this kind of quite intense conversation back and forth mm. amongst themselves. You realise actually, this they've they've got quite a few. They, they've soaked up a lot of information. Whether they've necessarily processed it in any meaningful way, I don't know. Whether they're sort of just parroting what they've heard. But um, I mean, if, as much as anything else, it's just the it's the only thing that we're talking about at the moment, you know, it's sort of, it's the only mm. topic of discussion. So it's quite hard to, to um, insulate them from that general conversation. I think, I don't know, you know, and, and to some extent you sort of need to kind of acknowledge that, yep, you know, this is pretty unusual and we're living through some pretty in interesting times and you know, this is, this is why you're not going to school and it's because it's quite important that you, you know, you keep your distance when you were walking along the, the pavement. So, um, so you can't sort yeah, of that's one thing that, too much. I agree with you. I think you've got to be out front, eh? And it's interesting. You, we go for walks and stuff. That's as much as we can do, right? But mm. if they don't get out the house, they go nuts. Mm. And now that when they see people coming, they automatically give them a wide berth. Like they just understand. Oh, really? Yeah, and the oldest, she was saying, oh, you know, why can't we see the virus? Well, well why don't we know where it is? You know, so mm. you explain, well, it's very small and that's why you keep your distance and people cough and all that kind of thing. Mm. But then it's quite sweet because the boy, he's three and a half and he said, yeah, if he saw the virus, he's just going to, he's going to jump over it and um, <laughs> fly kick it. And then the virus won't be able to touch him, you know, like some kind of Bruce Lee sort of, oh, he's wow. watching his superhero cartoons and stuff. So, you know. He the the interpretations, like, yeah. It sounds a bit like it's Donald Trump, sweet. actually. Yeah. He, well, he's <laughs> the level of sophistication fan. is very similar. <laughs> you know, if I see the, I see the virus, I'm just going to beat it. It's going to be like World War Two. We're going to beat it. We're going to, I'll shoot it. He does walk around the house wearing a cap, saying, "Yeah, make this house great again." So <laughs> I think he's got, he's got to, he's got, he's got, a, you know, thoughts of revolution in his head. Oh, great. Oh, that, that bodes yeah. very well for you. <laughs> bodes very well. No, it's encouraging. It's good at that age. Yeah, yeah. really good. What are, you, what are you doing to keep your own sanity, Kev? Outside work and um, and looking after the kids. Do you have any um, secret tips? Say that again, mate. You cut out. What was that question? So, what are you doing to maintain your own sanity um, when you're not working or looking after the kids? Do you have any uh, tips and tricks? Oh, far be it from no expert. Well, this this actually, funnily enough, you know, a whiskey and a, a little bit of banter. Mm. Um, I think maintaining the social links has been good. DIY yeah. has been very cathartic. So I'm building something in the house. What are you building? Quite building a wardrobe. First time. Right. First time. Yeah. Got got the got the uh, the lumber. 
In How's the, it going? The gym. It's slowly. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out building things accurately is quite difficult when you've never done it before, and that builders make it look really easy. <laughs> so, yeah. but it's still uh, got the framing up. Got the framing up. Yeah, and um, not too far away from being able to put the plasterboard on. Right. So, uh, any yeah. any major uh, mistakes so far? Any any um you know bits that you've had to undo and and re re jib or whatever. Well, I've learned pretty quickly that using nails was a mistake because they're permanent, <laughs> largely. Right. So, so now it's what screws. Are you supposed to use blue tack or something. <laughs> oh, screws, tape. right? So you, yeah, <laughs> so you can undo them and so, so on. Yeah, yeah. So if you I make this, yeah, yeah. So we've nailed part, but the bits that might require adjustment have screwed those um, just for a little bit of uh, a little bit of insurance in yeah. case or when when things go wrong. Yeah. Um, it's surprisingly difficult to get things straight. <laughs> <laughs> I've figured out. It's we have an old house too, right? So we we we're, we're blaming the walls and the floor and all that for not being plumb. But um, yeah. But you know what? It has been quite good is that I'm doing it with the wife. We're doing it together, yeah. which uh, which has been an experiment. This this whole coronavirus thing, eh? Aside from the the medical illness part of it, is one massive domestic experience. Experiment, rather. Domestic God, experiment, yeah. right? Isn't it? It's going to be very yeah. interesting to see how people come out the other side, like whether they go, oh, you know what? The, the the way I work or the way we do things is really doesn't make sense, you know, and this is going to force us to... What do you think it's going to look like on the other side? Big, big question. For, you know, for, not going to hold you to it. For, um, for us domestically or for society in general? Well, let's well let's say domestically. Do you think it's going to change things from a dating point of view, a parenting point of view? Um, yeah, it's hard to say. I mean, I think it, it's um, it's difficult because I don't quite know what the kids are going to how what it, like. I mean, so much of our parenting is kind of responding to our needs uh, to the kids' needs um, as they go. So I don't quite know what they'll. Um, they'll make of it. I mean, I, you know, I, I certainly like the idea of spending more time doing the, you know, the old-fashioned, I don't know, cricket practice, you know, throwdowns with um, with my boy who, who insists he loves cricket, even though the few times he's played cricket, he's spent his time sitting in the field <laughs> picking daisies. Actually, when he, when he was playing cricket, we, uh, we used to play at a um, regularly, or his team used to play regularly at a... Um, at a park near the local airport, and um, and one week I said, "Oh, Alex, how was how was the game?" And he said, "Oh, yeah, no, it's really good. It's really good." Did you know, Dad, that during the game, seventeen planes took off? And I was, I was thinking, "Oh, well, you've really been paying a lot of attention to what's going on, on the pitch." And he said, "Yeah, yeah, no, it was it was interesting." And the really interesting thing is that last week, nineteen planes <laughs> took off. So. Uh, so that's a long way around um, uh, to to my ultimate story, which is um, he he likes the idea of playing cricket, and and um, you know it's sort of given him and and me a bit of a chance to actually kind of do something like that together. Which I don't know, it, it feels it's the kind are of thing. Are you bonding? That I, is that what? Are you trying? Oh, uh, not to really. You're most of the time, most well, actually, we went for cricket practice yesterday, and, and after about five minutes, he said, "Dad, can you stop commenting?" 
on my batting. <laughs> and so it was, it was, yeah, it was kind of a tense sort of practice. I was basically just giving him throwdowns, and he was kind of stony faced the whole time. Um, but it is sort of, it, it's, I, I guess. Did you go for the hit? You went for the hit, I hope. <laughs> yeah, put in a few bounces. Um, <laughs> but what, but it, I mean, in a in a funny way, that that kind of experience sort of opens up like a broader. Um, sense that I have about this um, about this current situation, which is it's kind of thrown us back in time a little bit. You know, like we go out for walks as a family along the um, along the street, and everybody's kind of so friendly and and chatty, and and it's so quiet. And you know, you sort of see wholesome. Like I saw that's people. Not how it's, that's not I, how it's supposed to be. That's not how it's supposed to be. We're supposed to be. Yeah, you, absolutely. But you, I saw people. What, I saw people drawing. What are you, doing? you know. I, I saw people drawing hopscotch. You gotta kill us all on their on their, on their pavement. I was like, hopscotch. Nobody's played hopscotch since like 1943. You know what the hell's going on? So I I kind of I I think a lot of people are looking forward to the idea that we'll go back in time a little bit and get to know our neighbours better. And and I you know I mean I also hope that whether it actually happens, I'm a little sceptical about. Like I think the pressures of modern life are going to pick right back up you know we'll all go back to working you know um under the same sort of pressure that we were beforehand if not more um and that reduces the amount of time you've and and energy um you've got to do all that kind of stuff so so i i I don't know whether it'll have a lasting effect i mean hopefully it'll sort of have a lasting effect as far as you know the health system or you know um environmental or um the way governance works um and those kind of big systemic um Mm. uh questions but but whether it has a lasting impact on our daily lives i'm not i'm not totally convinced um what what do you think yeah it's a good question like i that's why i dumped you in at first because i'm not sure i actually have an answer um it's what do i think it's gonna change i mean i think certainly it puts a lot of things in perspective, as crises tend to do, right? Yeah. With work and that kind of thing, and and how much of that is really that important. Mm-hmm. Um, it also, I think, makes a much more of a case for flexible working. In a way, it's mm. like well, what the one thing, although it's been tough, bouncing from work to looking after kids, work to looking after kids. What's been really cool is that you know if if I've 20 minutes I can stand I can go outside I can go do something in the garden or something at home or you know just read a book with one of the kids and you have all these little moments that you never Mm. have ordinarily and then like even in the morning we can just have breakfast together there's not this crazy panic from dawn till dusk to get up and breakfast and and all that that kind of that is the the thing that's really nice it's it's fun it's it's way more intense though strangely um, because yeah, you're either, you're at work and then you're bouncing from one thing to the other. Mm. And also I think, you know, the way that we work is that we're trying to, um, we're trying to work the way we do normally, but do that remotely, which is what happens in these situations. Yeah. You know, as a, I think what might shake out of this is just a different way or you'd hope it'd be a different way. Yeah. A lot of people just go back to doing what they did before. Right. Because yeah, it's just life. Yeah. Um, I mean, let's but, let's uh, not let's not forget. Let's not forget that um, here in New Zealand, it's only yeah, what ten days or or two weeks into a kind of this this new lifestyle. So it's it's still very very early days. I mean, I could kind of see that 
you know, if this was to last for another six months, God help us, um, that that could mm. lead to a sort of more longer term changes. But I just, I just think that these days, at least, and maybe I'm speaking for myself, but I just think we've got such short um, memories, you know, like everything um, goes down the memory hole so quickly that, you know, I mean, and this is a very different kind of scenario to, um, I don't know, Donald Trump getting impeached, which only happened, what, two months ago, but it already seems like ancient history. Um, you know, this is sort of mm. something that you're kind of witnessing and experiencing in your daily life, so it kind of, you know, resonates in a different way. But I just think that, I don't know, it, things move so quickly these days that it's it's kind of, it would take an extraordinary event, which this may well be, to significantly change the way we do things. I mean, some businesses may well think, you know what, it's actually far more cost effective for us to um, to to work remotely. I suspect what will what will actually happen in certain kind of aspects or certain parts of the workforce will will kind of shift to new ways of working. But for the most part, we'll probably just go back to the way things were. Um, you know, I can imagine call center stuff. For yeah, example, I think you'll see a real you know, reduction in like business travel and things like that you know people are realizing yeah. Oh, yeah we don't have to spend a fortune flying people to and fro and all that kind of thing yeah you know that's right you can just be on yeah. fucking zoom all day <laughs> <laughs> not, not that i'm not that i'm not enjoying it you know it's great but holy shit no you sound like you're absolutely uh, loving it yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah good kind of glad that's coming across yeah, yeah. Anyway, we might uh, we might wrap things up um, at this stage, but um, but next week, what we 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 did have some some kind of vague plans for things that we could talk about, um, and one of those was to to kind of pursue that through thing, you know, what it feels like, to, well, what it's what it's like to be a dad these um, these days, uh, not just in coronavirus times, but um, but during kind of ordinary life such as it is. Um, what do you what do you think about that as a plan, Kev? I think that's a great plan. Yeah, I think it's um, <laughs> okay. Well, it's it's a. I'm so tired. I really I'm not so sure. Well, I think it's uh, our lived experience. So we we're qualified to talk about it. Our lived experience. And uh, yeah, yeah. I think it's going to be quite therapeutic, in many ways. Yeah. Um, One so thing who knows I what, um, uh, we'll blabber on about next, but. Um, yeah. You know, stay well, tuned. one thing I did think I did think that we could blabber on about was um, what it was like to um, to find out that we were going to be dads. Um, it's uh, it's pretty <laughs> it's a pretty memorable experience for me, anyway. Um, you know, and and the kind of getting used to uh, to to being a father and and the sort of the expectations and um, and the the sort of the assumptions you had and, and what actually turned out to to be the case. But um, whether or not we get around to that is another question. Well, that's true, because that would require a degree of thought and planning that we haven't shown any sort of inclination towards thus far. Here to four. But, here to four. We live in hope, exactly. It's a new dawn. We're talking about things that might be changing, and maybe that's one of them. But, um, yeah, look, thank you for... uh, Yeah, thanks for listening if you've made it this far. And this is Two Tired Dads saying... this is two tired dads. Just quickly, uh, just by way of a was uh, that a private... premature sign off? Was I premature... signing off too early? Very, very briefly. Um, we're premature on Twitter. Evacuation. We are on um, uh, Twitter at 
tired underscore dads. Um, we haven't actually tweeted anything yet, but um, you know, if you would like to follow us, or you would like to comment, or you would like to um, just yell at us in general in the, mm. in the way of Twitter, please feel because free to do so. We're pretty immune to that now. Yeah, we can we can take it and and roll with it. We may give yeah. you a smack bottom if you're not careful, um, or indeed if you're Put very lucky. Corner, to be, but on that note, until next time, Kev. Au revoir. Stay <laughs> safe, stay well. stay well. See you later, everyone.